Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle aged warriors, Chris Samino and Rick Summers. All right, the holidays are almost upon us. Welcome back to Middle Age Warriors. He's Rick Summers. I'm Chris Samino, knocking on the doors that turkey, right? It's getting close. Yeah, I got to tell you, I can't wait till we get past Thanksgiving only because, no offense, I'm so tired of news organizations telling us how expensive Thanksgiving is going to be this year. Well, being part of one of those news organizations between how expensive it's going to be, how you can cut corners, how to right. paste or not paste your turkey, what do you do with the leftovers? I'm already exhausted, and, and like you said, it's not even here yet. It's incredible. You know what? And one of the channels here in New York was – was talking about good way to save money is have chicken instead okay yeah, yeah. Well, well i did a segment today where they made a meatloaf so uh <laughs> meatloaf you know, for thanksgiving i meatloaf, can deal with that well make it in the shape of a turkey i guess it makes it more, <laughs> well, make it more interesting if or you're artistic some, or get some ground turkey and make a meatloaf yeah there you go and it, it's, go. All, it's all in there but the bottom line is i mean the, the the premise here obviously is that people and families get together to be thankful for the things they have each you other know what? You know, and that really is that's the issue here and to be honest with you um when i think back a couple of years ago when we didn't know which end was up right we have so much to be thankful for and uh i really can see the forest through the trees i mean i really have changed my approach about life in the sense that the gla my glass, and you know I say this often, is really half full. And mm. the half empty stuff is really checked at the door because we are so lucky to have the things that we do have. I mean, just being able to sit down and record with you on on laptop computers and to sit on Zoom mm -hmm. and to do a podcast, I mean, it's just, it's, hard to fathom sometimes yeah it makes you wonder how we ever communicated before or maintained relationships i know because really. it really took effort to be perfectly honest you know with all of these conveniences at our Remember fingertips it, there used to be bc and now there's going to be pz pre-zoom pre-zoom yeah or post-zoom yeah but are in, we allowed yeah. Can we talk about something good that happened? Yeah, absolutely. In your life? Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yes. In, in the in, in the interim, uh, <laughs> yes. well, I'm I'm thankful for obviously the person that came into my life about five years ago, uh, one Edmi de Jesus Soler, my uh, my partner of the last five years, and um, I decided to take the next step, if you will. Because I think we deserve it, and certainly she deserves it. And uh, I did propose this past weekend. And believe it or not, Rick, she said yes. Can you believe it? Actually, I can. <laughs> because if you didn't propose, I think Edme probably would have proposed to you. Well, that's And then the pressure would have really been on. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Maybe I should have held out longer. What was I thinking? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, no. Congratulations, I, I, though. Thank you. I mean, yeah. you know, you're two people with a lot of love and a lot to give. And uh really nothing but best wishes and and lots of joy for you guys well i appreciate that and we're, we're both very excited and have been overwhelmed also by the outpouring of friends and family and and how positive they have been so it's nice to feel the love actually reflecting back and in that light and in giving thanks and being thankful for our special guest today has uh well, it's somebody obviously people would probably hear her in every episode she's been 
in every episode we've ever done on this podcast. She's more consistent than you and I. I Absolutely. Well, she knows more. She definitely knows more. Uh, We're talking about your better half, the one and only Valerie Smoldo, right? Yeah, and I'm really, really excited, thrilled, and I've always been proud, but I have never been prouder of this young lady than Mm -hmm. I am now (laughs) because Valerie... Uh, you know, and we talk about this a lot, and I think we mentioned this in, in the interview, you know, as middle-aged warriors, we all have to spread our wings and learn something new and try new things that we never thought about before. And she did that this year by originally signing on to help produce a motion picture, but ultimately because of circumstances beyond our control, mm-hmm. uh, ended up directing the movie. And the movie got picked up by Pure Flix, which I believe is a Sony company. Mm-hmm. And it's actually now you can see it. It's called The Thursday Night Club. We're going to talk with Valerie more about that in a second. But first, of course, we have to get to our all-important sponsor. Well, basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, hey, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV believe to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And without further ado, here she is, our voice of God, the one and only Valerie Smaldone. And it's exciting why you're here, because uh, as middle-aged warriors, we're all accustomed to having to spread our wings and fly a little bit and do something a little different than we've done. But you did something really different this year that I don't think you ever put on your job description as things that you anticipated doing. And that is directing a film, yes. which has just been released. Yes, it has been. I and sorry, guys, I just am trying to hear, get my audio together. So forgive me for being a little <laughs> That's weird. Okay. She's usually helping us out, everybody. <laughs> yeah, generally, she's, she's also our tech expert. So <laughs> I, I'm ha- I'm not liking my my headphones right now. But hi, thank you so much. Yes, that we've had on the show through you with Stephen Manchester, an author of many books, and I guess he wrote the story that this film is based on the Thursday Night Club. So how did you, number one, cross paths with Stephen and then this idea suddenly become a reality of... Right. So Stephen, as you mentioned, did write the novella, very small, which is a a mini book, (laughs) mini Mm -hmm. novel um, that was adapted into an audio drama podcast that launched 2019, right before the pandemic, right around the holidays. The audio drama did very well. And I joined the company in 2020 Um, to come in as a producer, which I did. And the idea for me was to work in the audio drama division, which Mm -hmm. never has not happened yet because (laughs) I I was thrust right into, at the time, producing a a docu-series on the pandemic, which we did right away. Mm -hmm. And then this story, parent company has really has ownership over because it's their book. This, This story had always been in the pipeline to be developed into a film because the book did so well, the audio drama really touched a nerve and it was always the idea to develop it. Pandemic comes, it was kind of put on the back burner, but we were very passionate about the story. It's a simple story. 
I'm sure Stephen Manchester told you about it. But Mm -hmm. the themes really circulate around the simplistic idea of being kind. Wow, what's that? (laughs) Um, You know, thinking outside yourself, away from your cell phone and your own personal devices and looking around you to see how you can be of service to people, how you can actually move the needle or make a difference in someone's life. Those are the, the deeper themes. And then on a spiritual level, really following signs from above that mm. direct us on a path of goodness. So th- those three things are in the mix of the Thursday Night Club. It resonated greatly for me, a producer, and then I became a director. So I'm sure you want to ask that question. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that that obviously has, that, that's a big difference from being a producer to a director, obviously. And for you, I guess this was the first time you've ever truly directed anything. You, as you pointed out, you had at least on this before. scale, right? Yeah, yeah. correct. Uh, well, yes and no. I have directed theater, and I have directed okay. voice, talent, and audio things, but mm-hmm. never a mm-hmm. film, a narrative film. So it was a brand new field of a vision for me completely. So it was it was a very unique experience. Learning on the job, yeah, right, butterflies. Yes, learning on the job and yes, butterfly. So I was uh, thrust into the position because our director, who was ready to go, had a conflict at the very, very end, had a scheduling conflict and could not fulfill his obligation. We were ready to go to move to New Milford, Connecticut. We had houses all lined up. We had our crew all hired. Everything was in motion, but we had no director. So um, my co-producers and I sat around and said, well, Valerie, you need to direct this uh, because it just fell upon me for many reasons. And I said, <laughs> do I have a choice? <laughs> right. And they said, not really. So yeah. I did it. I, I went in and I, I directed the film and um, it was a lovely experience. Sort of like, like a page right out of the Steven Spielberg book. I guess. <laughs> this is just the beginning, Valerie. Look what lies ahead yet. Great expectations now. Now, let's delve into the to the film a little bit more, too. It's called The Thursday Night Club. So when I see that title, my mind goes to a bunch of guys getting together kind of pre-weekending <laughs> because it's Thursday night. Yeah. But obviously, this is a much, a much more, you know, it's a heavier topic. But it's five friends from mm-hmm. Chicago who are set out to, to do good deeds. Is that kind of the basic seedling here? So, sort of, but not Chicago. Um, it it okay. could be anywhere, but we chose to set this scene in New, in New Milford, which is New England, in the New England area. Right? Yeah, five college friends that are best buddies, and there's it's mixed genders, and uh, they just bonded during their college experience, and they would have their Thursday night dinners every Thursday night. So it was the group getting together, going through the college years together. And at the very end, they're about to graduate in a few months. The um, father of one of these students comes to visit and he becomes the tipping point for these kids, these college kids to do something that is larger than they ever expected to make a difference in other people's lives and to really find a path to happiness through giving. Mm-hmm. Which is Valerie, why it's a great story for the holidays. Valerie, his name is Fidel, and he was somebody you did not know. How did you end up casting him? And his voice in the trailer of the film is so, so good. So you're you're referring to the father of Jesse, who was the inspirational man right. who, made, who made the difference. Uh, the actor's name is Fidel Vizioso. And 
literally he was um, presented to me by my casting director. And she said, here are some of the men that were fulfilling the, the, the requirements we needed age wise and everything. And, you know, Fidel literally jumped off the screen for me because we were watching everything on screen. We were looking at videos. You, you don't get any more paper resumes and eight by tens. It's all digital. But his his face, his spirit jumped off the screen. I loved his energy through his yeah. photograph. And then we said, uh, bring him in. Now, bring him in means bring him into a Zoom room <laughs> because mm-hmm. yeah. nothing was in person, of course. And um, he just he was the guy. He was the guy. I was like, he's it. That's it. Now, there was a vein in the storyline which which hits closer to home to me because I sort of experienced the process. And. Is somebody going through a bone marrow transplant is looking for a, a bone marrow match? Is that part of one of the, the storyline here? Yes, there's an arc in the story about a little girl who needs a bone marrow transplant. And one of the five college students who is an actress and she's consumed with the fact that she's graduated from college and never really had the full big, big part that she wanted runs into a bone marrow donor registry executive in the Ah. hallway of her school. And she has had this experience with this gentleman who says, you will see a sign. You will see a sign and that sign will point you in the direction of giving to somebody or something. So when she meets him, it sort of resonates with her that this could be the sign and maybe she should do the swab. That's Mm -hmm. how you become a match. You, you swab your cheek and you go into the bone marrow registry. And uh, it's hard to find a match. It's not an easy thing to do. But she was matched to a little girl. And, you know, quite honestly, this is Hollywood. It doesn't work the way the film depicts it because it's never that quick. And you don't meet your match and you don't meet your donor for a year. Right. But we sped it up because it's Hollywood. And, uh, (laughs) um, And we only have a few, you know, we only have 90 minutes. So she actually meets the little girl and it's, it's sweet and heartwarming. And the little girl that we cast was just scrumptious. So all the characters, I mean, all the day players, all the actors, the, the kids in the Thursday night club were really, really perfect for the roles that they played. We were so lucky to cast them as we did. Can you yeah. talk about your um, relationship now with bone marrow donation mm-hmm. and how that will be impacted by uh, the moving forward of the film? Right. So we partnered with the National Bone Marrow Registry, Be the Match, mm-hmm. and the Andy Talley Bone Marrow Foundation. And this is an interesting story because that registry executive I mentioned, I cast him um, because he, this particular person, is a real life bone marrow donor. And I found him through my research. His name is Mike Mushaw. He was a football player with Central Connecticut State University. And during his college years, his coach said, hey, guys, swab your cheek, be part of this registry. And lo and behold, Mike became a match for a little girl in Virginia. And so he he received a lot of press. He was on the NBC Nightly News, People Magazine, Today Show, all this stuff. Uh, And I found him online and we were shooting in Connecticut. He's a Connecticut resident, called him up. I said, do you want to be in this film? And he he never acted, but he <laughs> loved the idea of spreading the word, of spreading the uh, awareness of bone marrow donation. So we are with Be the Match and the Andy Talley Foundation to further their agendas. And we truly believe as producers and my co-producers and I believe that when you do content, it's not just entertainment. That's what I think. I think mm-hmm. you have to do a little bit more in today's world. 
I think we have a calling to do a little bit more. And I do want to mention my co-producers, um, Monty Hobbs, Matthew Shazarex, Lou Aronica. We all, the four of us, made this film and we couldn't have done it without each other. We had our own little club, only we never yeah. we never ate together. <laughs> Nobody ever ate. <laughs> you guys were in the Thursday afternoon club. club That's right. right. That's right. But bringing light to something like that, because obviously, like I said, I've, I've been through that process. And, you know, with Be The Match, we did a at a health expo for my wife, which we never did, sadly, find a match for her. But oddly enough, three people that I know, a co-worker, uh, my, my nephew and my goddaughter, all through the swab became donors. Really? Literally, literally happened within about a three year period. So even if it's just one person who sees this film and decides to do that mm -hmm. and moving forward, save somebody's life. Absolutely. It's gone above and beyond what, what most films can do for people. Yes. Like yes. It's very meaningful, Chris. And thank you for sharing that. And, um, you know, it's a simple thing. You just swab your cheek and then you mm -hmm. have the right to say yes or no. If right. you're called to do it, you don't have to do it. Mm -hmm. But I think that getting more people involved in the concept of this can only be a, a positive outcome of the Thursday night club. Yeah. Kudos to you guys, all the, all of you being part of that. Absolutely. How about the overwhelming excitement of having Gloria Gaynor get yes. involved? <laughs> and my goodness, for those of us that grew up during the seventies and remember, I will survive, um, which is her signature song, which ironically for bone marrow donation, what could be a better what could be a better anthem for them moving forward? How did all that happen, Valerie? I know you've interviewed Miss Gaynor before, but uh, this was a long shot. I did interview Gloria several times. Um, and the one that really resonated for me was because, you know, I love to do things in front of a live audience and I love to interview people. So I had the best of both worlds interviewing Gloria in a series I produced at the 92nd Street Y. And Gloria had a book out about stories of survival. This was several years ago. So I met Gloria. I met her manager, Stephanie. And I was struck by, and I've worked with many, many managers in the, in the world of, of um, musicians and entertainment, how accessible Stephanie was to me. Mm -hmm. She answered me in seconds, oftentimes when I would email her. She was just a delightful person to work with. So when we were looking into casting the doctor in the scene of Bone Marrow, I did. I, I just went to Stephanie. I said, hey, what do you think of this idea? We'd love to have Gloria play the part of a doctor, not play herself, but play an actual character. And I found out this was the first time she's ever appeared in a film as an acting role. And she always wanted to be in that position. Oh. So we got a lot of traction from that, a lot of press. Gloria got a lot of attention because of that woman who's transitioning from the pop diva that she is and gospel singer, because she has gone into the spiritual uh, side of music. She's got some beautiful albums out, um, gospel music. She won a Grammy for an album. But now for her to step away from singing and to actually have a role, a speaking role, was very wonderful for her and wonderful for us. It it was a it was a match. It worked. And and talk about you know late blooming with things. I believe she's seventy nine years old and going strong and yeah. just just and proving she looks again. amazing. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous, oh gorgeous, and delightful, delightful woman. Wonderful to be around. We had a great time shooting with her. She was easy as pie. 
So mm-hmm. it, it was all a wonderful experience for us. I, I, I really, I, I feel very blessed, I have to tell you. No, the whole project sounds like a very special uh, experience on all levels. And I don't know if we, if we talked about it earlier. So where could we now see find it, yeah. Thursday Night Club? Where do we find this? It launched uh, the beginning of November on Pure Flix. Pure Flix, that's two separate words. And Pure Flix is sort of a faith and family channel. It really has either um, spiritual programming or inspirational programming mm-hmm. or both. And so we were so lucky and so honored that our first distributor, which was Pure Flix, picked us up immediately. I mean, we, 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 <laughs> we ran into the um, head of acquisitions at a conference at breakfast. We were at the conference to sell the movie. And, you know, oftentimes you make deals outside of the con- the convention and here we are, he's eating an apple, we're having coffee and we, we struck a deal and it was fairly immediate and it went like this. We finished shooting the film in March. We finished editing the film in June. We got picked up end of July by PureFlix. And then we got picked up by a second distribution company so in the beginning of next year, our second distributor will go international with wow. Pure, with our uh, with the Thursday Night Club after Pure Flix runs it, and so we have a lot of exciting things coming up, and we have developed a workbook associated with the film for people who want to further explore the themes in the film as it relates to the Bible. Hmm. We have created a workbook with a, a reverend who wrote the 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 chapters and it's the principles in the film related to the bible so we have that uh aspect of the film that goes a little bit deeper for discussion it's for families it's for church groups it's for colleges it's for anybody who really wants to go deeper into the ideas of the film i think at this time in history you know when we look around the world at what's going on the thought of the kindness that this film really emulates is just so heartwarming that we need we need something good to feel nice about hats off to you guys thank you so much for getting that done yeah well that's just it i mean it couldn't have come at a better time we are as i say in chaotic and turbulent times every day you wake up you go to your phone to look at the news and it's like no (laughs) that can't have happened again or it it, could it get worse and we're we're tick all the boxes between the climate, between climate, between violence, between political divisiveness, everything down the, just go down the, the aisle there. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. So how do you stay positive? How do you, how do you get up in the morning? How do you, how do you navigate your day? I think we need those things, those pieces Mm -hmm. of, of inspiration that can say, it'll be okay. You know, there's, there's another way to look at the world, and that is sure. people can be surprising and wonderful. They can. We need to highlight the positivity. It is It is there. It's just being buried and lost right now by all the ugliness, but it's still there. It is still part of human behavior, and that's why a film like this is so important. Now, you were working on uh, another project, if I may bring that up. Uh, <laughs> Please. With, with a Mr. Eric Estrada, apparently. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Speaking of divine, it's called Divine Renovation. Is that yes, it is. Yeah, so um, my co-producers, Monty and Matthew, who I mentioned before, while we were shooting the Thursday Night Club, we started coming up with, well, what, what are we going to do next? And we all really love docu-series and reality TV. And um, 
uh, Monty actually came up with this concept and we loved the title divine renovation mm. and the concept morphed a little bit from the original idea but the idea is to identify five or six families or individuals in need in a particular area and then bringing together many different elements and we're not putting roofs on houses or breaking mm. down you know kitchens and bathrooms we're doing small enhancements as I like to say, uh, small fixes can make big miracles. Mm -hmm. Because I remember when my parents, you know, who were really not capable of doing a lot of things as they got older, when you did one little thing for them, if you changed a light bulb, it, it made their day, it made <laughs> right. their week. So, you know, oftentimes there are people who need things for whatever reason. And we went in, identified what those needs were, brought together not for profits, community members. And the business community with us to come together and help this family in need. And so it became larger than a home improvement show. It mm. became a spiritual uplift for, for the individuals on the show. And Eric is our host, who is, wow. by the way, so much fun. Mm. So much fun. I laughed so much with him. I was, I was his handler. So <laughs> Boy, that could be a handful. <laughs> uh, but for you personally, directing producing if we'll go back to that a little bit do you have a preference something that you do you like producing more or directing more i think it, it, there are people who do both very well right mm -hmm. so um i i've had more experience producing but i i do like the directing part and it reminded me of when i started to direct voice talent about 12 years ago you know i was always a talent and people would direct me as right. a talent but when I got in the position of directing people, I felt that it was something that was a, a skill I didn't know I had. And I thought I was actually better at that than being the talent. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, something I really, I really appreciate being able to help somebody else find their way to the right expression. Right. And when I saw that I was able to do that for somebody else, it was thrilling. So when I see my, an actor on set and, you know, you, you, Maybe they're scared. Maybe they're nervous. Maybe they forgot their lines and you walk them through it and you keep everybody calm and you keep it on budget and you get through the day mm -hmm. and you don't go over. That's an amazing feeling. You know, like Chris, it reminds me of when you used to mentor young meteorologists, you know, who are trying to learn the business mm -hmm. and uh, find their way. And we all know what it's like to be that person, make mistakes and feel like we're never going to go anywhere. So. Well, I think often, as Valerie is pointing out, though, what better way to become a great director by understanding what it's like to be talent? Mm -hmm. So having had that experience all those years, you know what you needed to motivate or demotivate or how, you know, so you have a complete understanding of them because you've been on that side for so many years. I think sometimes people get put in positions where they don't understand the people that are actually bossing around if you will or directing i think they, we all know that never, yeah yeah they've never experienced it so they think oh you just push this button and boom the monkey jumps you know that kind of thing but but you understand what is needed to motivate and get the best out of the talent because you've been the talent for so many years i think the number one thing people experience is terror that's it yeah. it's just oh, yeah. everybody's terrified they yeah. don't want to reveal they're terrified I think let's just say it. We're all terrified, you know, and, and let's get that off the table. We know we're terrified, right. but people don't want to admit it. So I think just giving them the calm presence and the acknowledgement that I know exactly what mm -hmm. you're going through. You know, mm -hmm. I know I, I I think I my first big voiceover um, job, I nearly fainted. 
mm-hmm. know, and I, I've had these experiences that I've been through it all. Right. So if I can, I've been around. So if I can help somebody get through this, I'm more than happy to do it. And it's just a great feeling. See, just you know more what? value in a middle-aged warrior. That's why we're middle-aged warriors. Absolutely, yeah. And you've earned your stripes for right. sure. And uh, I guess we should probably segue out on such an upbeat note. So, Chris, yes. uh, any closing Valerie? thoughts? Well, thank you again, Valerie. Thank you for everything you've done for the show, still being the voice of our show, every uh, episode, introductions. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best in the Thursday Night Club, but also moving forward, I have a feeling there's more to come. So uh, I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just delighted. And thanks for having me on it. I just want to say you guys, you know, I think you're in the third year now. Just something about. like. Yeah. So and you have grown this and I have seen you online and, you know, I Google your show. You're and Googling see, our show. Uh-oh. Yes. And I see <laughs> these different sites and I see people like it. And I think that you're doing a great thing because nobody I shouldn't say nobody. It's rare to find content that deals with this particular audience Mm -hmm. and makes it good it's not you know sitting around talking about aches and pains and all the the negative (laughs) parts of aging but just we do that off mic (laughs) (laughs) that's before and after exactly (laughs) you know i can i just share one story with you before you go and it's about aging and we were at a party in um couple of weeks ago, it was a wonderful soul train party. And our dear friend, Leslie and Carmine made this amazing event. And the thing that struck me, everybody looked great. You know, everybody really went all out for the costumes, but there was a 90 year old lady at the party who not only dressed appropriately in the, in the garb of the time (laughs) and the wig, but she was dancing. Wow. If you didn't know her age, you'd say that's a 50 year old lady. Mm Her movement her attitude she did not stop smiling once and that to me is the inspiration for aging to find somebody like that who enjoys thoroughly enjoys life even later in life to that extent this is why we're here she should be our warrior of the week yeah there you go a warrior plus because at that age but you know there are people who just have that wondrous uh joy for living and they just step into a room and it just spreads. You can yeah. feel it. And yeah. those are the people you really want to surround yourself with if, if possible. So that's Amen. great. You got to experience it. By the way, I'm still waiting on pictures, guys. I haven't seen any pictures of the outfits, the costumes. What's going on here? You're holding out on me from the party. Oh, we'll have, oh. To, we'll have to get you some. All you right. got to see me in a in a 70s Studio 54 <laughs> wig. Uh, yes. He looked great. <laughs> he looked oh, great. Can't wait for that. Well, listen, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope to see you soon. And uh, thanks again for doing this. This is, I guess, your hat trick, third time for us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And all the best to everybody. And of course, Chris, I have the luxury of being able to interview Valerie at any time, any day. Any hour in the middle of the night. Honey, I have a question. Uh, Wait, let me hit record first. (laughs) Yeah, really. Uh, But yeah, no, I am so proud of her for uh, what she accomplished with this movie. And the fact that in less than a year, it was produced, edited, marketed, and is now upstreaming on Pure Flix, which is, I mean, it just doesn't happen like that. No, that was a really an amazing turnaround for something, um, a project like this so quickly. And uh, I'm looking forward to it because it looks like we're going to also get this young Valerie Smaldone on the television airways of PIX11 in New York shortly, coming up in the next oh, couple good. of weeks. Yes, we were planning on having her as a guest. 
So we look forward yeah. to seeing more and hearing more about this project and, and future projects. But, you know, as you pointed out, this is just a movie that really it's it's good timing. We Feel need good. this. Oh, man, yeah. we need this. We just need it. I'm. We need those happy ending stories, sort of. We need those good feelings, um, people doing positive things for each other for a change. Yeah. No, it's really something because, um, you know, people try and put their guns down at this time of year which is ironic considering mm. we just had another mass shooting, but it's too literal. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this movie just demonstrates the power of hopefully media passing along a good message mm-hmm. and people doing good for one another. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I think about our lives here in America, it's specifically you and I here in New York. Um, and we are so lucky to have the things that we have. I cannot believe, you know, the Ukraine is still in such a mess. Oh, yeah. There's it's a lot of all this time. There's a lot of the world still, you know, suffering. And that's another reason why we need to step back and be grateful and thankful for, for what we have here. In, in all honesty, not to sound schmaltzy or whatever, but but yeah. it is it is the truth. It really is the truth. We are a very fortunate, spoiled bunch for the most part. And, but we still have room for improvement. That's for sure. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of room for improvement. So, well, at this point, yeah, let's uh, wish everybody happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving and yes, it's more expensive this year and gas is more expensive this year and flying is more expensive this year and get over it. (laughs) I wish, I wish, Wish salaries were more expensive this year, <laughs> but yeah, well. you know they have to they have to do a little catching up too. But again, everybody, please stay safe. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy the ones you love. Remember to tell them why you love them, and uh, we'll go on from there. Because you know what, next stop is Hanukkah and Christmas. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> With that sunshine, always. I'm Chris Cimino. I'm Rick. Have a great holiday uh, for Thanksgiving, and we will speak to you very soon. And of course, this broadcast was brought to you by Bet Online. Online. See you on the other side. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.